When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Labs, on last week's episode, you know, we both agreed that Joe Burrow, this guy's a problem. He's a bit of a culture changer in Cincinnati. You even likened him to Mean Joe Green. He's taking the bungles and making them the bangles. Eh, Maybe still some work to do. There was some bungling at the end of that game on Sunday. Yeah, um... The Bengals, they do have a history <laughs> of uh, blowing playoff games because of stupid personal foul penalties. Um, but, uh, you know, I can, as a as someone who is extremely cynical about NFL <laughs> officiating, um, you know, I, I thought that it was very unfortunate for the league that after probably a, one of the weekends – where it's a, it's a showcase for the league, right. you know, championship game Sunday. That's all anybody was talking about. You know, the officiating yes. in the first, the Eagles Niners game in terms of the disparity of penalties. And then, you know, the, the chiefs uh, and the Bengals game, which I mean that, you know, doing, I never seriously, the only place I've ever uh, been familiar with do overs is in my backyard when I was a kid and we were playing basketball in the backyard hoop. I mean, seriously, with kids, you know, my grade school buddies. Um, yeah, it's there. It's wow. Yeah, like wow. I, I don't think you think that it necessarily determined the outcomes of the games completely, but you're right. It's a talking point at the top of the list of talking points on the Monday after, and that's a problem. Yes, right. No, I don't, you know, I don't think that. Um, it, it determined the outcome necessarily, but it certainly um, kind of clouded the, you know, the, the the fun of the day for sure. And um, you know, there are fans, I'm sure, both teams that lost think that you know that their team got screwed. Our first question today comes from Alex Hatchwell from Alder Grove, British Columbia, Canada. This is a quarterback question, Labs. People are going to hear the start of it, and they're going to be like, whoa, is the streak ending? But just wait until the end of the question. You'll see it come back around. Uh, Alex asks, in one of your most recent installments of Asked and Answered, you noted that in 1976, eight of the Steelers' starting 11 on defense were voted to the Pro Bowl, and that the defense had five shutouts during a nine-game winning streak that closed the regular season. I recall that Terry Bradshaw was injured at that time, and Mike Kruchek was his backup. Is that true, and did Terry make it back for the playoffs? See, it's a Terry Bradshaw making it back for the playoffs question. Quarterback streak <laughs> intact. 
Wayback Machine is <laughs> is uh, fired up and ready to go. Um, okay, 1976. Uh, that was the season that followed the Steelers' first two uh, Super Bowl championships, and the Steelers started out one and four. Uh, in that fourth loss to the Browns in Cleveland, that was the game where uh, Joe Turkey Jones, that uh, famous Browns <laughs> defensive end, uh, flipped Terry Bradshaw over. I guess that's if it was professional wrestling, is that a suplex or whatever? Flipped him over and like <laughs> planted him head first in the turf after the whistle. Um, and truly, uh, one of the all time cheap shots that I've ever seen. Let me put it that way watching NFL football. So, okay, after that, and, and Bradshaw, seriously, if you've seen the clip, and if you haven't, you know, you can go to YouTube and Google it, or YouTube it. I guess you don't Google on YouTube, whatever. Search it on YouTube, and it'll come up. And when Bradshaw goes down and then flops uh, after that hit, after getting planted, I remember thinking, oh, my God, he's dead or he's oh. paralyzed because his body was just kind of didn't, you know, didn't look natural the way it was, that the way that he flopped and then the way he would look when he was laying there. Uh, so anyway, Bradshaw missed six games total that season, uh, not consecutive games. He had neck and wrist injuries. They were separate. Um, and um, he was replaced in the lineup by Mike Kruzek, who was a rookie at the time. Uh, and it's safe to say that the Steelers did not put the onus of the offense <laughs> on the rookie quarterback's shoulders because in Kruzek's six starts, and the Steelers won them all by a combined 154 to 25. So it was not like he was asked to do, you know, to play in a lot of close games. But uh, Kruzek only uh, attempted 72 passes. He completed 43. That's a 59.7% completion percentage. 577 yards, no touchdowns, and three <laughs> interceptions, and they were still 6-0. and You know, I'm sure those five shutouts didn't hurt um, him going 6-0 and in his starts. Um, Bradshaw started the regular season finale uh, that game, and then both of the playoff games that season. The first was the 40-14 to win over the Colts in Baltimore, and then followed by the 24-7 to loss to the Raiders, for the AFC Championship, that game was the one where both Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer were injured and unable to play. And let me just complete this with this. Uh, for the record, those eight defensive starters who were voted to the Pro Bowl that season were Mel Blunt, Glenn Edwards, Joe Green, Elsie Greenwood, Jack Ham, Jack Lambert, Andy Russell, and Mike Wagner. And Ham once, uh, in telling a story about it, said, you know, he said, we were in the huddle, he said, and I, all together, he said, and I looked up, and he said it was just like we were back at training camp in St. Vincent. I mean, everybody in there was wearing a Steeler helmet, it seemed. Uh, it's like their own wing in Canton right there, for real. Uh, it's amazing to me, Mike Krusek averaged 12 passes in those six starts, and the offense still scored 26 points per game over those starts without him throwing a touchdown. Yes. Just how dominant yeah. they were as a team. Yes. Yes. Jim Miller from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. When a team signs an undrafted rookie, Jalen Warren, is it a three-year contract or is each individual deal unique? Does the team have any option they can exercise for an additional year 
And how long do the Steelers have this great-looking young player? Um, okay, a player's now drafted by an NFL team. They're, they're, it's four-year contracts for all of those guys. I mean, that's really not a – I won't say it's a hard and fast rule, but that's what it is. The agents have come to accept it. The teams have come to accept it. That's what it is. So if you're a draft pick, no matter which round, the, the contract, your original contract you sign is four-year contracts. Now, the undrafted rookies typically sign three-year contracts because that takes them to restricted free agency. If the guy, you know, makes the team as a rookie and plays out, you know, his rookie contract. You know, a lot of these guys, undrafted rookies, might make a team, but then if they get cut or put down on the practice squad or something, then the clock kind of starts um, over on their contracts. So, you know, this isn't a, a hard and fast rule for every undrafted rookie, you know, has a three-year contract and then he goes to restricted free agency. But if the guy's good enough to make the team and stick with the team, that's his path. Okay, so uh, Jalen Warren... Uh, is an undrafted rookie from Oklahoma State, and he is uh, he's uh, under contract to the Steelers through the 2024 season, based on the three-year deal he signed at, when when he entered the league in last April or May, whenever he signed. Kenya Wilson from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania asks another Jalen Warren question: Is Jalen Warren coming back for next season? Well, yeah, as I just explained. Uh, Jalen Warren is under contract to the Steelers through 2024, and he is in what the way his status. Let me put it that way: in terms of the collective bargaining agreement, the union, those kinds of things. He's an unvested veteran uh, at this stage of his career, so he has no standing in free agency. So the Steelers are in complete control of his rights uh, during that time. Oh, and just. Just, I forgot this part from the uh, from the Jim Miller question. The team, he when he asked about does the team have any option they can exercise for an additional year, the only option to exercise an additional year on a rookie contract is if the player was a first round mm. pick. Which one? So Jalen Warren decidedly does, not. Decidedly not. <laughs> Anthony Poloni from Phnom Penh, Cambodia asks. Mike Tomlin never has had a losing season and continually has the Steelers in the playoff hunt each year. How has he never won a Coach of the Year award? Okay, I'm going to give uh, credit for this to uh, Mike Pursuta because he's the one who started this in terms of putting it on my radar, and I happen to agree. Uh, Pursuta said this, and I agree. The Coach of the Year award should be presented at the end of the Super Bowl on the podium where the winning team has gathered <laughs> to get the trophy. You know, they they give the um, the owner, usually is the first one, gets the trophy. The trophy then is passed to the coach. Okay, and then he talks to whoever is, you know, the media personality up there about the game and the thrill of winning, etc. And right after that's over, they should hand him the Coach of the Year trophy. Because if the goal is winning the championship, then the coach who did the best job is the coach of the team that won the championship. Okay, none of this, um, you know, uh, dark horse. Nobody expected him to be that good. Uh, he had to overcome injuries, whatever. Nah, -uh. 
if your team wins the championship, you're the coach of the year. Okay, but that's not the way it works. So, you know, I'm I'm just flapping my gums, uh, and that that means nothing. So anyway, I can't a- answer uh, in an, in an intelligent way, and I normally leave myself open for a lot of abuse uh, with that statement. Uh, why Mike Tomlin has never been voted coach of the year, and just as I could never make any case or any sense of Chuck Knoll never winning coach of the year during yeah. a decade. That one's even more egregious, won. honestly. Okay. Four Super Bowls in six over a six season span. <laughs> and it's not like he took over a team, you know, that was a perennial contender or anything. The Steelers did nothing, nothing in the 40 years before uh, Noel was hired in terms of, you know, uh, playoff uh, appearances and competing for championships. So, you know, I, I I can't answer the question. It's it's a it's a vote, um, and it's a popularity contest. Yes. And uh, Joe Green always believed that Chuck Knoll uh, was never um, recognized for that kind of stuff because he really wasn't a pal of the media. You know, he, Knoll never tried to ingratiate himself to the media, and not that he was rude or anything. But um, as one writer once said about Chuck was that um, Chuck Knoll is never shy about um, letting you know that you're not worthy to discuss football with him on the same level <laughs> that, you know, he is, which, okay, I can certainly, I could certainly uh, agree with that. But again, since it was a vote by the media, nationwide media, um, maybe that's one of the reasons why Chuck Knoll was never considered or never won that award. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Steve Young, not that Steve Young, I don't think, from St. David, Arizona, asks, since the Bears ended up with the worst record in the league this season, their second-round draft pick in 2023 is pick number 32 overall, thanks to the Dolphins losing their first-round pick due to NFL sanctions. That pick now belongs to the Steelers via the Chase Claypool trade. Essentially, that gives the Steelers the equivalent of two first-round picks, even though they would be a day apart. Have the Steelers ever had multiple draft picks on day one of the draft before? If so, what year and who were the players? Okay, just want to um, clear one thing up. Uh, it, it might appear that essentially uh, that number 32 overall pick is a first-round pick. But just by uh, the rules, you know, I discussed this a little bit earlier with respect to the uh, rookie contracts. You know, the, the, the individual that the Steelers pick 32nd overall uh, will not be considered a first-round pick in terms of the contract he signs, in terms of it having uh, the option of a fifth year. Okay? So, yes, he's the 32nd. He will be the 32nd overall pick of the draft. Normally, that would put the guy in the first round uh, with all the um, terms and conditions associated with that. But... It's really not this year. 
uh, a first-round pick. And so whoever the Steelers pick, uh, 32nd, is will get a four-year contract, and there will be no uh, availability for a fifth-year option. Okay, now that I got all that out of the way, um, the Steelers have had more than one first-round pick in the draft, in one draft during the Super Bowl era. That was in 1989. Uh, the Steelers' first, uh, their initial, their original pick, let me say it that way, their original pick was uh, Georgia running back Tim Worley. They picked him seventh overall. Uh, Pitt offensive lineman Tom Ricketts was the second pick, second first-round pick for the Steelers of that draft. He was 24th overall. And that pick, that 24th overall pick that was used to select Ricketts, uh, the Steelers obtained in a trade that sent linebacker Mike Merriweather to the Minnesota Vikings. Dan Tenacito from Kaiser, Oregon asks, has the NFL ever experimented with lasers as a measuring tool instead of poles and chains? <laughs> <laughs> not in any games. They have not. Uh, and um, I forget which championship game it was. If it was the NFC one or the NFC one or I think, AFC one. I think it one. was the Eagles Niners one. Where they had the uh, they had to go get the backup chains, <laughs> yeah. and there was a delay. I mean, seriously, there was the week it, prior in a playoff game too. Some of the chains got you know caught up, and it ended up being nine yards instead of ten yards. They had to fix that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it is kind of uh, comical that a billion dollar business um, is using <laughs> uh, sticks and you know chains. I think that. In keeping with that line of thought, uh, instead of you know headsets, they should have two tin cans with a yes. string for the the coaches to talk to the quarterback. Way old school. Yeah, and let's you just do reel it. the other can in whenever the quarterback gets the play. <laughs> throw it back out yeah. there after the next play. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> or they could just throw it over those wires that the uh, networks string everywhere, so they can show you those shots that nobody really needs to see. So that balls, like punts, can, um, <laughs> we can hit the go off them, and nobody's paying attention to, you know. I mean, why not? Billion dollar league. Brian <laughs> Boyce from Springsboro, Pennsylvania. I like the Chase Claypool trade immediately. I am in love with it now. We will be getting the thirty-second pick of this year's draft, and we only gave up a player with one year left on his contract. Understanding we don't know who or what position we will draft. Can you think of a similar trade that worked out so well? And who did we get? Uh, I'll, I'm I, I'm not going to put a lot of research into this, but I'll just go with a couple right off the top of my head that were both pretty recent. Uh, the first happened um, April twentieth, nineteen ninety six, during that year's NFL draft, and in my opinion, it's one of the best trades in NFL history. The Steelers got Jerome Bettis from St. Louis, the Rams, in addition to the Rams' third-round pick in that draft <laughs> in exchange for their own second-round pick in 1996 and their fourth-round pick in 1997. Ooh, talk about a fleecing. So yeah. Ooh, nice for Rams. I like it. <laughs> because uh, Do you grow up on a farm? No. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Steelers got a Hall of Fame running back and a pick for two two draft picks. Sounds pretty good to me. The other trade, uh, even more recently, September 16th, 2019, the Steelers acquired Minka Fitzpatrick 
and the Dolphins' fourth-round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft and a seventh-round pick in the 2021 NFL Draft in exchange for their number one and number five picks in the 2020 NFL Draft and a number six pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. So, as I said, from the Rams, the Steelers got a Hall of Fame running back. From the Dolphins, they got a multiple-time first-team All-Pro who already has 17 interceptions, five fumble recoveries, 38 passes defense, and four touchdowns in 60 games so far for the team. Oh, and by the way, uh, Minka doesn't uh, turn 30 until November 2026. Uh, that's right. I'm sure Miami doesn't think they could use him at all in any aspect of their game right now, so I'm sure they're fine with that. Who knows? Maybe Vic Fangio, the guy they think they want to oh, yeah, hire to be right. their defensive coordinator, is looking at that saying, yeah, I might I might have signed this contract <laughs> with you guys, but no, I'd, I'd rather have the, uh, the free safety with uh, 17 interceptions already. Rory Wilson from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, asks, how is the winner of the NFL Coach of the Year award chosen? Oh, okay, well, I already kind of gave this one away. Um, Coach of the Year is one of the annual awards that's voted on by the Associated Press. And all the Associated Press awards are voted on by a nationwide panel of 50 sports journalists who cover the NFL. So there's you know guys in every NFL city, some at-large people, some national people, um, but it's 50, 50 sports journalists vote on those, those awards. And that would be uh, MVP is an, an, an Associated Press Award, mm-hmm. um, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, um, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, um, and there's some other ones. I'd have to look them up exactly. But most of the major awards – end-of-season awards are Associated Press Awards, and they are voted on uh, under the procedure I had just previously mentioned. Stephen Williams from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, has our final question today, and he asks, on the Steelers' final drive of the game versus the Ravens on January 1st, I noticed they started at the 20-yard line after the touchback, but the Ravens started on the 25-yard line on their final drive after the touchback. Why the difference? Was there a Steelers penalty that I missed? One of those tricky rules questions. Gotta know your rule book. Um, on touchbacks after kickoffs, the ball is put at the 25-yard line. All other touchbacks after punts, um, after uh, a ball, uh, if there's a turnover and the player who gets the takeaway stays in the end zone, that kind of touchback. Any other touchback except touchbacks after kickoffs, the ball goes at the 20-yard line. That's the rule. That'll do it for today's edition of Asked and Answered. First weekend coming up without any real football since September. Oh, wait a minute. There is the Pro Bowl. Are you excited to watch the flag football Pro Bowl labs? Didn't you just say real football? All right. So the statement remains the same. <laughs> no real football this yeah. weekend. But in two weeks' time, we got that Super Bowl. No, I'm not. I I, I, I never watched the Pro Bowl anyway. <laughs> um, Good decision. Even when they – yeah, I mean, it's just – it. It doesn't really interest me, um, and because it's just it's not the the sport is if it's if there's not real blocking and tackling. Yes, <laughs> you know it's it's not it's not football. Um, I get it why they're doing what they're doing, but uh, I, it won't 
it won't interest me. But I'll tell you what, I'll bet you it does good TV ratings for As, whatever reason. Especially since it's the first year, right? Just the unique nature of it. I bet people will tune in because of that. Um, and you know, what are they gonna <laughs> what are they gonna do? Watch hockey? No, I don't think so. <laughs> He's Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Offerman. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. And we will be back again next week with a fresh edition of Asked and Answered. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.